0: I am really excited today to have uh, to have Tammy Fink on as a guest. Tammy is known as the Wowologist, and if you if you think you've been wow before today, I think it's going to wow you because she's just got decades of experience. She's learned all kinds of lessons and knows how to how to really have a great client and a customer experience that really can apply to every every industry. So let's uh, let's get started this morning, Tammy. How are you?
1: Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. It is. All the fun, right? Getting to hang out with the cool kids. It's just what we
0: do. <laughs> I feel like I'm stepping up my game to, you know, hanging out with you today. It's like, you know, just the, the whole wow factor. I mean, how did how did that come about? Oh, my gosh. So it actually,
1: you know. I had been working um, in design and marketing for over 30 years, a little bit of my backstory. I'd worked my way up as a corporate designer. Um, my husband relocated us to Branson, Missouri, which I'd been here when I was a kid. Um, it's a very big tourist area in the Midwest, um, United States. And so yeah. I had... Uh, stayed on for a year for the company. And this is back in the day. This is before Zoom was sexy, my friend. I mean, this (laughs) this is back in the day where I had to convince the company that I can work from home, you know, five hours away from the corporate office. I could work from home and still deliver to them. So they took a year to replace me. And by the time they had me replaced um, working virtually, I had my own client base, National East and West Coast. Um, did a lot of freelance work in the beginning. Did a lot of design. Worked with a lot of different. I got to work with some cool names. I've worked with Mighty Mouse, and I've worked oh, nice. with um, the Wicked Tuna brand, and Hershey's, and Cinnabon, and you know a lot of these cool brands. Which behind the scenes really just means that I talked a lot to their attorneys. That's that's really <laughs> the big part of that. But I had started developing um, this connection piece that I was doing with my clients. I started working with a lot of coaches and tried to help them figure out this wow factor, this connection piece. Well, and we can talk more about that, but fast forward a little bit to the pandemic. I ended up writing three books during the pandemic because I had all this energy and we had all the time in the world. So nothing else to do, right? Nothing else to do. Let's write some books. So I did that. um, And the first book that I started was the last book that I finished writing. And that was the wow factor. And it really started looking. I started looking at my processes. And this was not going to be 50 shades of pink or the bestseller, you know, whatever, whatever we're doing. This is the book that I wanted my clients to have read. So it really comes from that perspective of how do we build these amazing customer experiences? How can we do something so unique that it doesn't matter if everybody's selling the same thing? they're not going to be selling it the way that I'm that I'm doing it. They're not going to be connecting. They're not going to be you know looking at that client retention from the very yeah. beginning of the relationship. So we're doing all of those things that are just making huge differences in the marketplace. I mean it's it's marketing on steroids, right? It but it's it's different. Once you get it in your head, it starts making a lot of sense.
0: You know, it's it's interesting you say that because as, as you were talking, I was thinking about you, I was at a chamber meeting, this breakfast meeting this morning, and there were several real estate agents there and there were several banking people there and there were several financial planning gurus there and none of them knew how to, how to announce themselves or tell what they, they did. It was all so, so boring. And one of the, one of the realtors in town, he spends a ton of money on, on sponsoring everything that he can. And, and he's, he's kind of got that reputation. But if you're one of 500 of realtors or financial planners or whatever in your town, how do you set yourself apart? You know, just putting up a billboard sometimes is is not not enough. No, and it really, you know, back in the day, it may, it may have been,
1: you know yeah. what I mean? Back in the day, you could just slap you up a billboard. Whoever could afford the biggest space, right? <laughs> whoever could afford to be on the Super Bowl, whoever could afford to do these things, then they did these massive, massive yeah. projects, right? Um, all of which, you know, are, are perfectly perfectly fine. But what we're talking about in this day and age, things that happened on such a level Scott, that we have got to start building the relationships. And it's not something that's just completely out of the blue. I didn't invent anything new, but I know I've talked to real estate agents that sell the exact same thing. Yeah. And here's here's the secret to this, right? Nobody is going to do it the way that you do it, right? You can build in client connections throughout your program. So it doesn't matter what you sell as much as it matters how you sell it, right? Right. And that means, are you building connection points? Do you have, when your client or potential client comes to you, what does that feel like, right? What does that look like? Are you creating what we call moments that matter throughout the entire customer journey? And you are crafting that customer journey in such a way that it doesn't, like I said, it really matters how you do it more than what it is that you even sell. I had a client, um, that was, we talked about a um, a real estate agent here in Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri, we're like home of the condos, right? So there's tons <laughs> of cookie cutter, you know, buildings and different things and stuff that you can invest in your future and all of this. One of the things that she did that I thought was so brilliant is that one of the gifts when she sold a condo, right? She took that, some of that money or whatever, invested it back into her client. And she bought them this beautiful leather book that talks about your bucket list, the things that you want to do. And the reason that she did that is because now she's building a connection with the client and helping the client achieve their dreams, sharing those dreams with their kids, with their grandkids, right? Which are going to in turn, remember where it is that they, you know, started, Where, where can you get a condo? Who's our condo person? And that ties into that. So looking at it, it's it's a little bit different I mean that's that's a pretty um, you know basic idea but but as you're building this, what is it that you can do that I call my &ms right They're things that are meaningful and memorable to what it is you're delivering
0: you know it's sometimes we think that just a a thank you letter or something is is really makes it but those things anybody can do mm-hmm. It's really what sets you apart from everybody else.
1: I had a real estate or a a insurance salesman, Charlie Hughes with American Family. Um, He was my insurance agent for over 25 years. And even when I moved within state, you know, but I moved um, two hours from them. I kept Charlie as my as my agent. The reason I did is because every birthday for the entire 25 years, (laughs) Every birthday, he would call me. I would get a prank call from Charlie. I'm fun and crazy. I'm sure he doesn't prank call every all of his customers. But he connected with me on a way that he knew that it was something that would be funny. So I would be on, like, from the day. Like, it was an experience on my birthday. And if I hadn't heard from him, I would probably call Charlie. You know what I mean? Because it was just this thing that we had this part of our relationship. We built the relationship, right?
0: You know, you you used a word there that really, I think, is really what it all, the experience. Mm -hmm. That's really what we're, you know, when we're working with somebody, me as a coach, there's a thousand coaches out there. But what makes that experience different for them? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And a lot of it is let me, let me give you a quick story. So I had a client that came to me and she said, Tammy, I'm sending out off the back of my program. She had like a thousand dollar program. So it wasn't you know, nickels and dimes, but she had a thousand dollar program. She said, I'm sending stuff to my clients, but they're not talking about it on social media. They're not doing all the hype and things that you say can be done. Right. I don't know what to do. And I said, okay, so your clients are mompreneurs, right? And she said, yes. She said, moms at work from home, that's that's our, our main focus. And I said, okay, what are you sending them? She said, well, I'm sending them a sticker with my logo on it and a handwritten note. And I said, both both fine. You know, I mean, that's that's level fine. You're acknowledging the purchase. I mean, I think that that's good. But yeah. what if, are you ready for the Scott? What if instead of sending them that, that you sent them a single chocolate chip cookie in the mail that said,
0: This is the cookie you
1: don't have to share with anyone.
0: Oh, man, especially for moms,
1: right? Because you're looking at it from the mom's perspective. You're saying, you know, moms, they don't, they're the last one on the list, right? They put everybody first. They do all of the things. So now if you have a group of women, you have a, a program for women where you support them on the level that they know she's seen me, she understands me. It doesn't have to have your logo on it. You know, it doesn't have to have part. It has to be that connection, right? There's fine. There's great things for for logos to be on. And and we do build a lot of those pieces. Um, But it's how you connect. What is your message? I write in the book, The Wow Factor. I write one of the stories that I shared in that was about Russell Brunson. And uh, and I'll share that with you too. Uh, For those of you who don't know Russell, I don't know where you've been, but... (laughs) But there Russell rock. Brunson has a business right called um, uh, Clickfunnels and he writes books and he's a, he's a coach and all of that. Well, I share a story in in my book. Well, about two months ago I got to speak um, at an event at a symposium where Russell Brunson was doing the keynote It was all a virtual experience but afterwards we got to ask him questions. so of course I just you know kind of come up and, and start talking to him and I said Russell did you understand how brilliant your T-shirts were when you first started giving out your T-shirts? I don't know if he'd ever been asked this before. Of course, I'm going to ask him about the T-shirts. <laughs> so I went through and, and I, he said, he laughed, you know, and I said, do you know, and, and just to kind of give you a little bit of background, When within his program, he has a certain touch point, right? That you've achieved a certain level. You've done something in the program. And now you get to order your free funnel hacker t-shirt, right? So the funnel hacker t-shirt, you, everybody is a coveted item. Scott, I told, and I told him this too. I look, you cannot buy it on eBay. Like you cannot find a used one. I wanted to use it with a picture and a, you know, and it's like you can't you even find, no, because it's a coveted item of his program that yep. the people, as they're going through the program, the customer experience, this is the experience, they've achieved something in the level. So now people who see them who are also in the program, their peers, they know they've achieved that level. This is something that they self-identify with. Yep. In fact, Russell shared with me during that conversation that now all of their t-shirts that they do has an IMA test. And what that means is they put Ima in, in, you know, in quotes before they decide on what they're going to put on the T-shirt. So I'm a funnel hacker, right? Oh, wow. Because the person wearing it self-identifies to the point they can recognize each other. They're proud of this. They're not washing the car in this shirt. You know, they're, they're not. It's not, you're not going to find it down at the thrift store.
0: They're going to networking events wearing these shirts.
1: Right. And yeah. I've seen people out. You know, I don't have one. I've seen people out when, oh my gosh, you're, you're one of us. And I'm not even <laughs> one of them, you know, but, but I understand that they've connected with that coach, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as you're building things, as you're putting this all together, you're looking for, again, those moments that are meaningful and memorable, right? How can you build something into what you're offering that now matters to the, to the, to the wearer. Right. Now you can just as easily go down to the thrift store and find stacks of these t-shirts with people's logos on them. Right. People, and this is, this is a a, a nugget for you. People want to be a part of your story more than they want to be a part of your brand.
0: I think that's so true. And I'm a huge fan of Donald Miller. I don't know if you follow Donald Miller and story brand. Um, and I think that's so, I mean, from all the back in time, I mean, you know, just people tell stories and we're, we're connected to stories. Like that's why Facebook has been such a huge, it's just blown up, you know, and I get frustrated when people say something huge is coming. I'm like, you, you, when am I supposed to come back and check, you know, and, <laughs> right. or, you know, and they'll just leave you hanging. And, and it's, I know why they do it. And they're telling the story in that process. But it's like, unless I continue to follow them and stay up on their feed, then I'm going to, I might miss something and I don't want to miss something.
1: Right. The the FOMO, the FOMO is real, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love, I love the the cover of your book. And it's, it's really is about how can we wow our clients, but how can we wow the people that they follow as well? You know, you're, you're absolutely right. The t-shirt, I can go to Walmart and buy a t-shirt And it's probably a ten dollar t-shirt that that he sends out, but there's so much power and it sounds so simple. Like I imagine when Russell probably sent those out, he's probably this would just be cool to send out. And it's it's just something tangible, but it's nothing, it's not a it's not a two comma club plaque that that he's not impactful,
1: right? It's not something that and I think that people, you know, I think what what I call swag is stuff without a goal, right? So when you're looking at building your pieces and putting things together, it can be simple. You know, that was one of my bridging things that I did from the brick and mortar to, to virtual space, right? So the virtual space, there's people in the virtual space that have never had a nine-to-five job, right? There are people that are making money. They've never had a nine-to-five job. This is all they've yeah. done. So they didn't get the experience of being in corporate. Right, I was a corporate designer before I went over the wall in 2004. (laughs) So, I mean, I've done that. I've been in that in that position. But if you haven't done that, then I've told them, you know, you can send out postcards to your clients, right? Like you you can do that. And it's like that's amazing. That's remarkable. Never thought of that. And it's not, but it's just how do you build those connections, and are you doing it intentionally? Right? Are you building that in? Now, on the flip side. You have people that are, you know, in the brick and mortar space that have no idea how you make money on Facebook. And and I say all the time, pretty much somebody can call my mom and ask her what I do for a living. She's going to tell you I play Candy Crush on Facebook or do something, you know, I mean, she has no idea what, what we do online, right? So when we're trying to build this, this thing, this, this impact, right, this customer journey, how can you look at it? And it doesn't have to be complicated. The way yeah. that we put this together, the way that I talk about in The Wild Factor and, and how we're building this is it doesn't matter how many people you have. You can start with one person. You can start with 25 people. You know, if you have 25 members or 25 people that you're working with a high VIP, you can totally make a difference there. You can do things that Coca-Cola can't do because they're too big, right? Yeah. So when we're looking at it, we're looking at small things. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive. One of the things I hear people all the time, I'll do that when I have more money, when I have more clients, when I do, you know, this, we'll put that off. We'll do, I want to do it, right? But it I've is. got all this content. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all these numbers, you know, I've got to be having no's and likes and all the things. And we just get really overwhelmed with all of the, the pieces. But if you start looking, like I said, there's there's different ways that you can go in And find those connection points. Number one, I don't care what you're selling. I don't care what program you have. If you're a coach, if you have courses, if you have memberships, here's the deal. There's always going to be a start, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. And those are three, just three touch points right there that you can do. How are you doing those three places very well? And once you figure out that, then there's other places. I look for things that motivate, inspire, or celebrate your clients right? And so that's what I tell my clients to tell their clients, right? When yeah. we're putting this together, where are these places that you can do one of those three items, right? And it
0: just really, does that make a lot of sense? Does that it makes perfect you sense? Absolutely. And, and I think one of the pieces to that is taking the time to really get to know your client. Your insurance agent knew that you're a lot of fun, knew that he could get away with that and not, not freak you out you know knew that you weren't going to hang up on him and, and and he knew that he could he could do that because he took the time to get to know Tammy and her personality. And and I think so often people just see people as a customer or as a client and they don't see them as a person. They don't see them as as a friend or somebody that they can connect with on a, on a you know I one of the one of the things I love is just randomly getting something in the mail from somebody that I worked with that I wasn't expecting you know because you can how many times have you bought a you know, a coaching program or something and they're like well this is a bonus and you're going to get this and this and this you know that it's coming it's not quite as meaningful but I heard a coach probably 10 or 11 years ago and right after we started working together I got a journal in the, in the mail from her handwritten note in there about my bucket list and creating, you know, my goals and things like that. About a month later, I got Brene Brown's book from her called Daring Greatly. And it really connected with what we were talking about. So she was very specific in finding something that was meaningful to our conversations and our coaching to send to me. And I've I've never forgotten that.
1: And, you know, taking that and then taking that one step further is if you are a specific, you know, if you are, if she's a very targeted market, right, let's assume she does. And, you know, we have amazing customers like I I could just duplicate you, you know, I would just have like 20 of you, you would be great. (laughs) But, you know, when we do, when you get specific with your market, then you can have 20 of you. So even the idea is for it to feel very specific to she had something. But there's also a way of when you're selling your program, right, these are the touch points. You know what the pain points are. They're going to be the pain points for a lot of your clients. And I'm not saying one-on-one connections aren't fantastic. And I've got got amazing friends that do a lot with that. And that's huge. But if you can take that and figure out how to scale that, so now you've got the Brene Brown books, right? And so maybe you're doing a welcome pack. So all of your clients, this is the book, whether you wrote it or not. I wrote my own book because, you know, I'm me. Why, why <laughs> wouldn't I, right? <laughs> but if you don't have that message, maybe there is a Brene Brown book in your future. Maybe there is something that you can actually go through and send as a part of your welcome. Right? Read this book. This is why it's important to what we're doing because once you have those mindsets, right, now you've read the book, you understand, now you have the knowledge, you're on the level, right? And if you can have 15 of you or 20 of you in your program that are on the level, right, then that makes that different. And it can be somebody else's book. We do, um, we take PDFs that people do online, which are fantastic. And we convert those into real live workbooks that you then send your clients, right? And that experience, the customer experience of writing something down is huge because it gives you, it gives the people's eyeballs on your stuff all the time, right? Like as they're doing the whole, the whole program. So it's a higher client retention, right? They're retaining the information better and now they have something to refer back to. Yeah. I've gone, you know, if you if you just put a notepad in the, you know, I've gone to conferences and stuff and you have the notepad, right? And you write all the notes and all mm-hmm. of that and then it gets shoved into something else and pages get ripped out and you're doing, you know, something else with it and it's gone. But if you have something that is now a book or you have something that's a, you know, a, a spiral bound something oh, yeah. and you build that with your checklists in it, with your information and stuff in it, now you have some place for people to refer back to. So. Did they finish your program? You know, is, is it something that they can look and go, oh, look, we didn't even finish this. Right. Right. Versus you being able to say, did you get that done? Right. Did you see that place in the book or did you, you know, what's share something on your journal or, you know, whatever you're, you're utilizing that it now becomes part of the experience.
0: Yeah. And I, I was thinking about, I went to a conference last September and every every booth had almost the same thing. They had a, you know, a pen, they had, um, a stress ball. They had, you know, all of the same, the same things. And I was looking for the free books or something that I could use to grow me in that process. Right. And there were very few that had, and these were mostly counselors and coaches and different, different companies, but, um, but very few had anything really that wowed me. Right, and it was like, you know, there was one young lady that had a book, and it, her book was really geared towards women. But her entire booth actually wowed me, and it, it just her the way she had it created, the way she had written. But she was she's been in marketing before, and so she understood that 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 aspect and that process. That
1: aspect, and made it and made it look like that. That's that's what she does. You know, I've got. At the pin of the trade show, the pin in the trade show stories, you know, I have never once, and, and I, I I love that this is audio, but, you know, hey, I have a giant pink flower pot that I have <laughs> pins stuck in, right, that have people's names, there's different businesses. I have never once gone to the purple flower pot and said, you know, I'm where is that guy's phone number? It must be <laughs> on his pin. I'm sure I had it. I have never done that ever, right? Yeah. And so when you're looking for that swag, right, stuff without a goal, that can be one of the things that you have in in that place. Now, a very nice pen with a a journal or a workbook or something that has a place, right, that has something of context, then you have a better chance of being able to connect that. Let me give you a good example. Um, Not a pen story, but I went about seven years ago and heard a speaker speak down in Austin, Texas. We went down to an event. Her name is Heather Gray. She spoke about staying in your own lane, mm. right? And she's a mindset coach. And so I went, when we got there, there was about a hundred of us, right? These big tables. So they bring out these boxes and inside the boxes we open up these boxes. It could be anything, but it wasn't just anything. They were Hot Wheels cars, right? And I'll, I'll show you mine, Scott, but tell I'll tell people. So you had these Hot Wheels cars. Oh, the Hot wow. Wheels car that I have, I shared this story in the book too, but the Hot Wheels car that I had, I got to pick out. This was mine, and it has POW on it. And it's a minivan, and it's, I mean, it's just all the cool, the coolest perfect for you. graphic, right? Like, it's like perfect. So I picked this up. Now, this is set on my desk. Here, I'm going to show you the side, because it's a perfectly cute story. This. Hot Wheels is set on my desk for seven years. Oh, I know wow. where I was. I know who was speaking. I know what her topic was. Right? It does not have her brand on that Hot Wheels car at all. Right? <laughs> I, it made it into my book because I love the story so much, <laughs> and I talk about it every chance I get. Wow. Right? I probably should have like an affiliate link for Heather at this point. I, I'm not even sure where Heather's at. But you know, we go through this. Here's the pieces. It is something that they can, they connected to that experience like a souvenir, yeah, right? It was intentional. It was well thought out, right? So as you're looking for, again, your M&Ms, is it meaningful? Is it memorable, right? Is this the piece that I can take back with me to say this is what it is? Right. This is the experience that I had. This is I'm going to be able to refer back to that experience. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, what advice would you give to somebody that's that's low on a that's got a smaller budget that maybe is just getting started? Um, You know, I've got a I've got a client that's out in Colorado and he's a young young guy. He's going to really start doing some things over the next year or so. And of course, his budget's smaller. Just getting started. What's what's some advice that you would give to somebody like that that's just kind of on how to market themselves, how to wow their their perfect client?
1: You know, part of it is this: you have to really know. um, You know, you nailed it, and I have like I like I have a whole client centric focus um, that I work with people on, and part of that is thinking of of the client first, right? And it's like you said, the foundational piece. Um, And I use I use that term all the time, so it's. In your your marketing, in your logos and all of that, I'll give you a quick logo design behind the scenes secret. Your logo does not need to match your couch. (laughs) The logo is there to attract your ideal client. And we miss that part so often because we've thought about it and we've dreamed about it and oh, it's going to be amazing (laughs) and I can put it on the side of a bus and all the things. But at the end of the day, if it's not clear, if it's not concise, if it doesn't attract your clients, then
0: it's not going to make
1: it. It's not going to make it. Right. And so when you're looking at how you're, you know, who your ideal client, you need to know them. And we all go through the avatar, right? We go through the your client, your client avatar. Who is it you're bringing? Who are you attracting? What does that look like? So as you're building this, you have to understand them to the point of I want to connect with you. I want to know what's important to you. I want to know what that person is. Do I want to do a wow factor for a real estate agent? Do I want to do a wow factor for a financial advisor? Do I want to do a wow factor? Whatever you're looking at, for me, like I said, I can come up with quick, quick wins. One of my favorite, I'll I'll share one of my favorite things for real. What is, what is your friend or your, your client? What does he do?
0: He wants to coach college kids.
1: Coach them to do what?
0: Confidence, overcoming anxiety, those kind of things.
1: Okay. So, you know, looking at the college kids and what's important to them, right. And how they can go to the next phase maybe how you attract them right so with your with your when you're getting into that coaching field looking at the kids from the beginning what are they going to be like at the end after they get done working with you and then work your way back to that if you can get things like that your group the people that you're teaching and training if they have a name Right. If you can invest like a name like this or our, the cutesy fun name, whatever that is that people can self-identify with Russell, you know, it was funnel hacker. Right. right? If you can find that thing that where, you know, maybe they're going to be life hackers. Right. Maybe they're going to be what is it they're going to be when they've finished his program. Now you can go back and make that a part of the program. That's what I tell people with with this and what we're talking about. These are not nice to have. These are not, hey, I need to get rid of my marketing budget at the end of the year so I can write this off on my taxes. These are strategic things that you build into your program. So all your program, you have a welcome box, right? What's in that welcome box? Well, I've... I've had like real estate agents, you know, it's like, well, I don't know what, what would I put in a welcome box for my, you know, they've, they've just bought the house. You know, what would I put in a welcome box? Well, you could think outside the box. You could send them a basket of, you know, whatever you have. You can yeah. send a basket from stuff local to the area. I love that idea. You know, here's the Branson Coffee Company. Here's the different things. Get yeah. them into that part of it. I love that. But here's another one. Create for them. the Do it yourself. Junk drawer kit.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Right? Because you could put something together for that. That would be so fun. They would be like, oh, my gosh, I totally need, you know, this or that. You could put, you can still put the phone number in it, you know, for the local pizza place, you know, or or buy them pizza, right? You know, have them pizza delivered the first night that they're in their house. Think about it from their perspective. What matters to them, right, when they're into that new house and into those pieces and parts?
0: Yeah, you know? it's it's really, you know, people people love stuff, but they love it when it's catered to them and it's really tailored. I guess that's a better word, tailored to to them and their personality. Yeah. And and that's really, you know, and people remember those things, just like the, the Hot Wheels car. I and mean, that probably cost her a dollar thirty five bucks. Maybe. Yeah. And and you've never forgotten it.
1: Uh-uh you know, it's, because it, it's, it's it's attaching that memory. So it's not about, you know, hey, if she would have bought me a Ferrari, I would really, re- I probably remember on her birthday. You know, it, you can do amazing wow things, right? right? It's like, oh my gosh, who knew? We've had um clients and stuff where we've sent their favorite snacks to them, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is, it doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be meaningful and memorable. It has to be something that they're going to connect to the experience. This is why we like doing business with you. Yeah, And that's another phase of this is once you start doing these things, find out what it is the client likes about how you're doing business. Because most people don't want to, and I have a good experience with this, but most people don't want to change brands they want a different customer experience right we've all experienced this with the cable companies right or whatever that yeah. that ends up being we i don't want it's a hassle i don't want to change i want a better experience i want yeah. you to know what matters to me and i don't want to have to cater you know to your stuff and that client experience scott that thing is huge as we're coming yeah. through all of the all the things that we're doing how are you really catering and does it matter and find out and talk to your clients afterwards be sure that you know what what it is how many I don't know if you but how many things have we joined right a membership or whatever and then like three or four months in they're like oh you know that networking thing well that just doesn't work for us we're not going to do that anymore and yeah. you're like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> that is the only reason I joined right exactly But they don't, they're disconnected from what it is that they're offering. They're just out there doing content. Here's the stuff. You got to do the things. You got to have the stuff. And they don't bother to say what it is. What is it that you enjoy with us, right? You had a, you had a Peter, you and I talked earlier, you had a Peter Frampton um, example that we talked about earlier today. You know, here's the thing. What if I paid really a lot of money to go to see Peter Frampton? And he didn't play that hit song. You know, the hit song from Peter's perspective, which I'm sure is like, I have played that song so many times. I could play it in my sleep. I hate that song. Like, why? Like, why do I have to (laughs) sing it? This is the 5,000th time that I've sang the same song, right?
0: Exactly. But
1: the people expect it, right? What is your one hit wonder? If you never ask, if you never know what it is, why people are doing it, Why would you just make a decision out of thin air? Because you don't want to do it anymore, right? That's not how you build longevity into your career or what it is that you, you know, (laughs) Peter, what's one of his favorite, what's one of his top songs? What's your favorite Peter Frampton song? Do you feel like I do?
0: That's, that's probably the, because he he plays and drags that one out for forever. forever, Yeah. (laughs) I could just sit and listen to him play that, that guitar, and um, you know, for for however long he plays it. I mean, it's just amazing. Right?
1: So when you're looking at that, like I said, what if it, he just decided I'm not playing that song ever again? Don't ask me, I'm not playing uh, the, it. Not, it's not going to be on be... the list. It's just, we're done. We're done with that song. That's the kind of stuff like all of a sudden it alters the customer experience, right? Yeah. So as you're building these, the things that you have that you're putting into it, I have people, I have my clients go in and actually build oops moments. When you have an oops, something is going to go wrong. Something <clears throat> somewhere is going to go wrong. What oh. does your oops look like? What do you do? Do you deliver flowers? Do you do whatever it is? What do you do, right? I had a, um, a client that was telling me, shared a story with me about um, one of the uh, chewy dog Boxes like the boxes that you have for your for your puppies and all the things. So she um had received her friend had received this box in the mail that just brought her to tears. Oh wow! Because she got the box from Chewy and had that box or whatever she had just two weeks before had to have her her Great Dane put down. Oh man! And she got the Chewy box, so she had to make the call to tell them that she didn't need she needed to stop her subscription. The Chewy company sent to her, a Paul, you know, had, had said that, I'm sorry for your loss and all of that, but they actually sent her flowers and sent her a handwritten note from all of the staff and stuff, thanking her and saying that they were with her during this time. None of it had to be up. She canceled her subscription wow. Wow, and they cute. sent to her because it was about her and her grief in the moment, Right. You know, if she gets any other pet if she talks to people, that story is going to carry.
0: And that's who she's going to call.
1: That's who she's going to call.
0: You know, it large companies and people that have gotten to the point where they're they don't need new customers or new clients, they forget. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah, or, or they just they just forget that they need to take care of their client. Yeah, you know, and it's um, there's a there's a coach that I know that basically one of his first clients reached out to him a while back to come and talk to some, she's a real estate agent. She asked him to come and talk to some of her, her uh, agents. And he's like, well, that'll be $10,000. And she's like, I spent a lot more than that with you. And I was one of your first clients that believed in you in the very beginning. And you want to charge me $10,000 to come in and talk for an hour. And she's like, ain't no way in hell I'm doing that. Forget it, and it—you know—I'm probably not the first or the last person she told that to. There's probably been hundreds of other people that she has told that about him to that will not call him now. Yeah. You know, and it—it just—it's—it can go both ways. You For can sure. wow in a good way, or you can wow in a bad way. Yeah. And you know, I've got a—I've got a coaching client. That we're no longer coaching, but we've remained friends and we talk every now and then. And um, and I know she loves to read and we love to read some of the similar books. And I found a Napoleon Hill original um, book, like one of the original ones on, on Amazon, and I just had it sent to her. Didn't have my name on it, didn't have anything on it, just anonymously sent to her. I was tracking it. I knew when it had been delivered. Within five minutes, I had a phone call. She knew <laughs> who had sent it, but she has spent a, a lot of money with me, sure. and that book was pretty expensive. But it was the cost was nothing compared to that relationship that has now a lifelong relationship.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know. um, Christopher Voss, if you haven't if you haven't met Christopher Voss he does some amazing work on that, on that return on investment, right. And to right. return on relationships as I think is what his program is called. And it's absolutely phenomenal on, on being able to look at that and see where, you know, where can we build these amazing relationships, friendships, and stuff that we know that we can help. One of the things that, I'll go to a live event, something, and people have just met me online, you know, doing, done all that. But I always tell people I'm, I'm way taller in person than I appear you <laughs> know, on this. I'm, I'm like 5'3". I'm good, you know. But <laughs> they say you're exactly like you are in person in the way that you are online. And that it. is huge compliment to me, right? That's that authenticity. That's that yeah. piece that you're going through. I love that you were talking about referrals and testimonials, good and bad. Um, when we're talking about that that's part of the wow factor you know oh, is yeah. how knowing what it is number one that you want people to say about you right so I am I went I actually spoken at a mastermind retreat in Utah Salt Lake City um geez, what three years ago four years ago now um and they flew me out there I landed it at night never been to Salt Lake City <laughs> I get into my my Uber guy puts my you know suitcase in and off we go here in, into the darkness. Twenty five minutes we're driving you know the major stuff. I got to telling him you know I've never been to Salt Lake. I haven't seen it. Apparently I'm not going to see it now and he started giving me a play by play of where all of the different things were at night like you see those red light that red light bank thing over there you know <laughs> that's like the tabernacle and do you see this i mean it was just this play by play it was so much fun it was something wow. completely different right we were having a ball so we get we pull up we pull up to the to the venue he gets out and hands my stuff so i ask him at that point i said this has been the best uber experience ever what can i do for you And he just went silent. Oh, wow. You could tell he had never been asked that. Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't have a preparation for what. I gave him a blank check. I would have done a selfie. We could have done a video. You know, we could have done TikToks. You know, whatever he wanted to do, I would have been open for. You know, because I'm fun, And he was obviously fun. But. He, he didn't have that answer. So I always tell my clients, have that answer. What is it that you're wanting? What are you wanting to promote? How are you wanting to promote? I want somebody just like you in my business. How do I attract them, right? Start looking at it from that perspective because those are, and, and ask, you know, after that, will you give me a testimonial? You know, will, can you talk about this? What what you thought the relationship, what this interview What you thought this interview was going to be, Scott, and then how it ended up turning out not to be anything like you expected (laughs) it to be. But, you know, how do you add that into being fun and responsive to your clients and being prepared for that? You know, no, you don't have to offer, you know, if you have a $10,000 program, you don't have to offer it free to anybody. But, you know, knowing the fact that what what a difference it would make if you could do that or that you could, you know, you chose to do that. It's right. You have to know what it is that you're doing with it. It's not willy-nilly, right? And so it's something that's actually baked into these are the things that I want to do. There's an impact I want to have on my on my people.
0: You know, it's it's interesting as you were as you were sharing that. I've been to events where I've I've talked to people online and, and I've seen coaches and, and people, big name people, they get to a point, they forget where they came from. And, and I've, you know, connected with people through Facebook or whatever. And then I see them at events and they act like they, they don't know who I am. Don't want to talk to me. Don't have time to talk to me. And it, you know, and I'm like, that's, it's almost like they, they forgot where they came from. They forgot the, the little people. They forgot what, how they got started. And that's something I tell all of my clients, like, don't forget your hometown. Don't forget where you came from, because I think that makes such a huge difference. People remember those things and you can get so big that, you know, you lose touch with reality and you lose touch with who you are and that, that starts to kind of tear, tear down your reputation.
1: You know, and I wonder as we're, as we're building this new world for us,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, I, I wonder how much of those type of things, um, what are the things that will keep you grounded, right? Like, what are the things that are going to keep you, I mean, I know we're doing a little sidestep here, but what are yeah. those things that are going to keep you grounded in your program? And, and what does that do for you? Is it a hometown visit once in a while? You need to go back and see where it was you came from. You need to go hang out with high school friends, right? Yeah. We do, um, I do an event down here um, in Branson, um, uh, we've done it, I don't know, five or six times where I bring in some of the girls that I went to high school with and we spend three or four days together because, number one, it's amazing the stories. It's amazing what we think the reality is versus what they're going to tell you the reality was when you were there, when we were all living that. Yeah. And there's just nothing like building some of those relationships, especially when you're in that hormonal wild phase of high school that all of a sudden you get a different perspective as to number one, who you are, you know, and, and how you build that. I want, I want to do one of the big things I want to do is I want to do eventually um, here in Branson. I want to have um, entrepreneurs come here. I want to host retreats for people who want to do retreats, right. When they want to come and see like, what kind of things could we offer? What kind of things could we do and just hang out in Branson for a few days? Because one of the things that I find with all entrepreneurs is that we all start at the same place. Yeah. We all start at the beginning and keeping touch with that beginning phases. What does that look like? What is it when you're grassroots and you're thinking all the ideas and you're writing on poster board <laughs> and you're doing all the stuff, building all the things, right? Where is it that you've made that to the next level? And how can you pass that back to some of the people that are just coming up and understanding why it is that nobody understands us, entrepreneurs?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think there's I think there's two aspects to that. I think one recognizing that no one became successful overnight and no one became successful on their own. It took, you know, as the, as the saying goes, it takes a village. Somebody helped you, somebody coached you whether paid or unpaid, somebody mentored you whether paid or unpaid, somebody gave you an opportunity somewhere. You didn't just get there. And the the, the second thing that I've spent a lot of time with my clients on is just being self aware being self aware of how you how you you present yourself, how you treat others and and who you 're becoming and I think those things are so important yeah you know, i I mean I think that
1: that's just mind blowing you know because there are so many ways that we we are stretched right yeah. the pivots the pivots that we've made in our businesses, the things that we've done having those people to talk to having those people that you're not selling to, right. That you're just having the conversation. Like we're going to be friends. Yeah. Um, but it is having those people in your life that can say, Hey, you're making a, a, a twist and turn here that I'm not sure that you know that you're making. <laughs> I joined, I don't even remember now, five years ago, I joined Toastmasters. Okay. And wonderful organization. I heard a speaker speak somewhere online that basically said they got their they got their start with Toastmasters, and so I thought I'm going to look into this. I'm going to figure what is this Toastmasters <laughs> thing that you that you speak of? What is the magic here? But one of the things that I got in Toastmasters um, is that I got to look at mentors and what who I could search out to be my mentor. Right? Like, was I having a problem um, delivering PowerPoints? Was I having a problem with whatever it was? Could I find somebody who that was their thing? Right? And get them to mentor me and have that time, and I wonder, like I said, even in the on in the online spaces, I um, in the influencer spaces and all of that we're so busy being front of, do we have those people that can say you know who we can reach out to or that can build that relationship so that you have a mentor in those spaces, and would that be something that would keep people more grounded because they've got somebody else to build business with, right?
0: I think I think that's so important because one of the things that I've recognized with a lot of coaches and and I was a part of an organization for a while. And one of the guys I really connected with, he taught me a lot. But here's what happened. He got to a point where he wasn't teaching anything new. It was the same training, the same teachings, the same calls every every month or every week or whatever. And I knew then that he wasn't being coached or wasn't doing his own growth behind the scenes because he had nothing new to, to teach us. And, and I was like, okay, he's not doing, he's not growing. How can he, you know, And I'm I'm, I'm at the point now where I need somebody else because he has nothing else to, to teach me. And that was a good lesson for me to always have a coach, to always be pushing myself, to always be reading, always be learning, always be growing in, in some way, shape or form.
1: And I think that makes the biggest difference. you know I think it is looking for those people who can you connect with on that level yeah. that you can go through? And I think that it's you know I think that there are coaches i i am I'm torn with that story. I really am because on one hand i I really think that consistency of being able to teach something over and over and over and over again where like I said, the the our rock star analogy, right. You have that, but by the same token, do you have a VIP program? Do you have something else that takes them to that next level? And right. what does that look like? Because I think you can outgrow the mentor, right? Um, young grasshopper, that whole, that whole, <laughs> I, I know you're, I know how old you are, so I know that you get that. Yep. <laughs> we had That's that me. conversation earlier. but. You know, as we're looking for it, you know, who are the next greats to teach us? Who are yeah. we looking for that we can get, that that we're not quite where they are, right? Um, who is it that we can reach out to and do that? And who can we help up that, that remember that they, you know, they didn't have? I went to um, an event locally here, which I don't do a whole lot of local events, um, but I went to one or whatever that had young entrepreneurs. It was the most adorable freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> These little kids with their lemonade stands and their stuff. And I had one little boy come up to me who had a um, uh, a um keychain. He had had a keychain thing that they had made. And I was just saying that I needed a keychain for this new lock deal or whatever. I need a new, its own keychain. Awesome. So he had come up and I said, I love supporting entrepreneurs. Do you know what an entrepreneur is? And he's like... <laughs> no clue it's like well you're one and so you know but just having those that vernacular where somebody's speaking where you're getting the opportunity to speak over other people right and I met the lady who was running the program and she's phenomenal and and told me the stories of these little kids and they go through the whole thing like what did you learn today you know what did you learn you know when you made your first 50 dollars, which is a lot for like an eight-year-old you know, and what's what, a lot what, for an adult you know, today. <laughs> right. And I take 50 bucks. I'd almost go out my car. Um, but, you know, that looking at that $50, you know, that you have to take money out of it, that you have to do these things, teaching those lessons where it's not just about being cute. It's yeah. actually having a strategy with, you know, raising our kids and stuff to be able to look at these opportunities as opportunities. And it's not just completely crushing you. I mean, I know there were so many people during the pandemic and stuff and changing their work locations. And I mean, I'd heard tons of stories and dealing with, I was in corporate. I understand the corporate thing. I can't imagine having to go through, you know, when they call that the, the, the great, what do they call The great resignation. Right yeah. where All these people are quitting because they cannot stand to be treated the way that they've been treated in corporate. Um, you know, how are they building a new corporate, basically a client journey, right? How are they putting that together where it makes a difference? I was a creative in a workspace. We can have a whole conversation. There, there's a clubhouse meeting in our future for that, I'm sure. <laughs> really? But You know, there's a whole deal of, of how the creatives were treated in corporate because talk about round pegs, square holes and, you know. It doesn't fit. All of that, you know, um, and I, so, see yeah, that.
0: I see that as an opportunity for people like you and I to step in and and coach, be a part of, help transition, whatever. I see those as opportunities for us. Instead, oh of, yeah, you know, I definitely um, definitely do. Well, and for what you know, for what we're
1: offering, what what we put together, um, you know, like I said, I do teaching and training where I work with people's teams because I want them to understand that it's not just about sending people a t shirt in the mail. It's not about just doing these things, but there's actually there's actual strategies behind this, right? Yeah. Where it makes a difference how you do this because yeah. it's going to make or break. And if you're it's part of your program, then this is something you're going to have to do every time. It's not just something that you do once in a while. If you're going to do a planner, you may do a new planner every year. And so all of that has to be done. So we actually offer services and stuff from from design to warehousing and order fulfillment and do all of those things for our people who want to work with us to do boxes or or whatever it is that we're sending out to your clients to help do that VIP program. But you don't know as you're building this, right? It's like all of a sudden it's like there's all these extra things that you have to do, but it's not, it's about building it easier so that these people are talking to their friends about you. They're telling their friends about this experience. Right. And how amazing it was. And it was amazing because it was intentional.
0: And you had them in mind. So speaking of that, who is, who is your ideal client? Who, who needs to to call you today?
1: You know, I have been with my ideal client. um, I work with a lot of event planners. Um, I work with a lot of coaches going forward with it because it is in looking at those pieces. How can you better connect? And we do it in a way that just you're sending us a list, right? You're doing the things. But our my, my main focus is how do you look at each piece? And we build these stepping stones within your business, right? So everything's custom, whether you DIY it in-house, you have a VA that's going to take care of it for you, whatever that looks like. But knowing that it's intentional and that we have a plan all the way through is huge. So that's the pieces that, that people come to me to work with. It's like, where do we pick up these pieces? What are we going to do? And what does it look like for us? Right? And we, I have a whole focus criteria where we look everything from the foundation to, like, all the touch points, right?
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, how can someone – you've got – Couple different websites. How can someone best reach you? And we'll put it in the show notes as well. So absolutely. Now, I would love if
1: they would go to WowTammy. slash um, book. Okay. And that's really that's a really good first step. Take a look at the book. See if it's for you. I have a free on that page. I have a free PDF download of fourteen different ways that you can wow your clients and stuff. And it's got good stuff. It's not just a list but it's got some good actionable items and stuff in there because at the end of the day, we want you building these connections. You know, can you do it all yourself? You certainly can. You can put all the pieces together. What does that look like? At some point you're going to need help. And when you need help, I want you to think of me. And so that's that wow Tammy part of of the whole program, right? It's like, where can we build these wows into your businesses? So it blows your client's minds you get a higher client retention, right? And you're going to make more money. There's a whole money piece to this that, like I said, that you can actually increase your revenue by catering bigger and better to your clients and offering them more value.
0: I love it. I love it. I think we'll try to do something where we give one of your books away to, to a, a listener. So I'll get with you later on that. And we'll. Oh, we'll absolutely. The, I'd love that. And uh, give one of your books away. But Just as we close today, what is what is one piece of advice you would give anybody out there looking to wow their client immediately that?
1: Know that, you know, one of the things that I see with people that will do this, they'll say, again, you know, they're not big enough to do it or they're not, you know, they're putting it off. Even if you let's say you have 100 clients at this point and you're thinking, I don't even know where to start. Do for one what you can't do for all. You know, do for one, just make that start. Then look at maybe your top 10. Maybe you want to gift out to your top 10 clients. What would you want them to experience, right? Is there a book that you want to promote? Is there something that you need to offer them? Do they need to have some sort of buy-in to your program or taking them to the next level? What does that look like? Do you have a VIP offer that you could offer? In addition to this, then you get a welcome box, right? You build it into the cost. This isn't something that you're doing out of your marketing budget, right? right. This is something that you're building into your program, right? I love and-
0: it. Do, do it for one. We I think sometimes we think we got to do everything big and we've got to... St- you know, if we're going to do it for one, we got to do it for everybody. But why not just start with one? I, I love that. That's wise advice.
1: Thank you, thank you. I try, I tried for wise advice. I was going for wise. I thought smart Alec, maybe smarty, but no, no. We went with wise.
0: <laughs> you went with wise. And it was very good. Well, Tammy, I have enjoyed having you on today, and look forward to to maybe working together and uh, and having you on again at some point. So thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely,
1: Scott. Anytime. It's been a really good time, and I appreciate you and all the work that you're doing. It's hard work, my man. It's hard work. But you're making <laughs> we'll, it look easy.
0: We'll get through it. Thanks, Tammy.
1: Thank you.